game. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Wanna suplex cats, give them belly to bats. Rock bottom, tombstone, and a sunset flip. So I need you to teach me that. No way. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Hear the crowd go wild when I win the strap. Boom, soft, sharpshooter, and a F5-2. So I need you to teach me that. Hey, what's the difference between Antifa and Retribution? Um, I don't know. What's the difference? Uh, Retribution is actually a real group. Oh. And you know unfortunately, what's that's unfortunately, it's a group that's apparently might stay. Oof. Although, you know what I think the real difference between Antifa and Retribution? What? Antifa will get more than a three-week push. I mean, so far, yeah. I mean... They've already gotten, like, the biggest push from the dude that's sitting in the White House. Even, like, if he doesn't mean to push them. You know, like, it's, it's, it's so weird how, like, Retribution is, like, they're, they're supposed to be edgier than the Nexus, but yet somehow they look dumber than the Nexus. And, like, we'll, we'll get into it right now. Welcome to the Natural Disasters of Wrestling Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm gone. Of course, I catch you in your fucking with your mouth full which is like how i always catch you unfortunately <laughs> behind the walmart behind the albertsons behind the fucking safeway or whatever the hell you guys have out there behind the quick stop yeah um yeah it's like the the like the stupidest thing well i mean you can even say this about the nexus too because like the nexus came at like the end of the show and they also kind of wreaked havoc but like you're in the performance center with an audience that's literally all wrestlers. And you're telling me all the people that were wrestlers that were in the audience couldn't take down, like, was it four or five people, seven people? Yeah. And like, of course they, they want to, they want to wreak havoc and they want to like, you know, take over the show, but they happen to bring out the chainsaw just when the the show was ending. It's just just, so convenient. I was just going to say though, it's, it's nice to see that chainsaw Charlie still has work out there. They're so considerate. I think they stole it from Chainsaw Charlie. I don't think Chainsaw Charlie is working. He's not retired. He's just not working. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, Jesus got- Christ. Chainsaw Charlie's under quarantine right now. Of course. Well, as you should be. If we, if anybody needs to be protected right now, it's Terry Funk. And, <laughs> it's, I mean, not just true. from the virus, but mostly from himself. This is very true. This is very, very true. Uh, but, yeah, no, I... I don't really care for the gimmick too much. It's especially because, like, they're just running around screaming for the most part. And then when you have all five of them in the ring just screaming, like, nothingness, it's just, like, what's the point? It reminds me of the, 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 the poser hardcore kids in high school that had just listened to, like, their first White Flag album and just kind of, like run around school screaming nonsense, thinking that they're hard. That's what it reminds me of. Listens to Black Flag once. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, it's sorry to be ultra specific, but I mean, can you like prove me wrong? <laughs> if you can are, prove me wrong, please do. Are those, you know, the kids who thought they were edgy because they listened to Rage Against the Machine and are now Republicans? Ooh. It's like literally, like if you listen to Rage Against the Machine and you're a Republican, you literally have like no sense of like you don't even listen to the music. Yeah. You have no sense of irony and like you just I don't I don't know what the fuck you're you're actually listening to. Are you listening to like the kids' pop version of Rage Against the Machine? (laughs) Rage Against the Milk? Rage Against the Ice Cream Man? Like what what are you listening to really? Rage Against the Principal. Rage Against the Prince for real. Rage Against the Hippies. Retribution reminds me of uh, you ever had that one edgy kid who had the flaming shirt, the flame style shirt, and the fucking blonde tips. So, Guy Fieri? <laughs> yeah, they but didn't, like, they didn't send the WWE into chaos, they sent the WWE <laughs> into Flavor Town. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god. So, Raw, Raw. What the fuck? Ha- what what the fuck is Raw? Is it Raw, underground? Is it Raw regular is Raw? Yeah, we touched on this a little bit on the last episode, but dear God, like, isn't the first rule by Fight Club not to talk about Fight Club? Wait, I first thought, rule, yeah. I thought first Chuck Palinunk or whatever he pronounced his last name. I thought he made that abundantly clear. 
Shane McMahon was like, I'm going to start my own Raw with, with, uh, with, with, with bare knuckle fighters and strippers. <laughs> bare knuckle fighters and strippers. And he didn't take anything out. He actually, and oh my God, like, how did you feel about the go go dancers? I mean, that's what they technically yeah, are. They're, uh, not even, they're not even cage girls, they're go go dancers. Because, like, okay, like, the last time I can think of, we saw dancing girls, and AEW didn't even have dancing girls, they just had girls. Even having yeah. dancing, but the last time I remember seeing dancing girls at a wrestling event or like a big wrestling event was when um, TNA and WOA was still having those weekly pay per views. Yeah, that's the last. They time actually I had them in cages. Yeah. Like what the like why like and like I know there's a bunch of people being like oh you guys are tri- or people are triggered or oh like I'm like I'm not shaming them but like what does it necessarily do for the product? It doesn't enhance the product at all. Well, like, yeah, it doesn't enhance. Like, why would I? Like, you're there in a sweat, in a presumably sweaty, cramped warehouse underground to watch people fight. Why do scantily clad women need to be there as well? They don't need to be there at all. And if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna do that, throw some scantily clad men in men in there too, because yeah, like at least put some flavor, put some you know diversity in there. Um, and then, like, okay, so again, like, we had mentioned this a little bit, like, if you're saying that these raw underground fights are real and mean for something, what the fuck does that say about the rest of your product? Like, are we just, like, just dropping, like, I hate to say this, but are we just dropping kayfabe all together and being like, oh, yeah, everything that happens above ground is all fake and scripted, and these are here, these are, these are real fights or whatever. And also, for that matter, why are, um, why are the fake quote unquote fighters, the quote unquote fake fighters, um, just coming down to the underground that rhymed and just taking mm-hmm. over, you know, Shane McMahon's creation or whatever, if we're assuming it's Shane McMahon's creation. Here's the thing though, so like at the end of that bit, you had Shane McMahon still pop up and just like like make sure to check out what happens next week. But why? <laughs> That's exactly what he sounded like. No, yeah, I can I can imagine that. Like, why? Like, why? But like, why, Donald? Why? Just why? Why? Why can't we just have like I like I understand shaking up the product and I understand like trying to do something different, but why can't like I don't know, we just have good fucking wrestling and rest and stories on a fucking wrestling show? Because fuck you, that's why. Like, <laughs> there's two. Oh, there, it's it's just like a, it's not a coward's way out, but it's just a lazy way of trying to do something without like really making the rest of your product better. And like you could use an excuse. Oh, okay, like yeah, I can understand if you just wanted to use an excuse of like, oh, COVID, that's fine. Like, of course, you're not gonna have people there, but you do have plenty of talented people there. But you want to keep writing the backs of Randy Orton and fucking big show and fucking lesnar if you can get lesnar uh like that's like it's so fucking tiring like why do you think fucking like ratings are so bad because we're tired of seeing that same shit that's why like i'm not saying AEW's ratings are like 100 percent better because you're not getting sos yeah like you're not getting sos every week so like it's it's ridiculous it's and it really showed like i was listening to 83 weeks um eric bischoff's podcast and like and somebody had asked him like you know coming back from working um from working at wwe for like those few months or whatever like if he felt that mcmahon was out of touch and like he kind of went like he kind of took this like really long road to kind of say that he is but he also isn't um and it's just like, I think he is. I personally feel that he is because he, like, like, we'll take Daniel Bryan, for example. Like, he tried not to push Daniel Bryan for so long. Yeah. And then the fans kind of, like, you know, ended I up. Pushed. Yeah, they made they made him push Daniel Bryan. And, you know, you can't expect that all the time. You know, even no matter how many times they have seg- they have twenty minute segments where like we're gonna listen to you, the fans, because we all know that's bullshit. And like it gets tiring. Like we're telling you by the way we react for certain people, like 
that we want you to push this person. And if you listen to that and still don't want to do that, you still want to go your own direction. I mean, that's fine, but like, don't like, you know, be confused or get mad about why people aren't watching your product as much. Like, I mean, it, they have a lot of great talent. Like Rot itself has a lot of great talents. And I mean, like, let's go, let me go, goes down this list of unutilized talents. I would say Akam and Razor. However, I know one of them is injured right now. Yeah. But, I mean, you have Alistair Black. But then again, also, but but then again, just remember, like, we don't know how many people are actually staying away because of COVID. It's true. So, like, they um, have, like, we're, well, this is, this, I mean, I really want to just go off of people that they have on TV right now that they're not using correctly. Uh, but, like, Alistair Black is one of them, and that's, a, unfortunately, one of the ones that apparently been soured on, especially after Heyman left. Yeah. Humberto Carrillo. I feel like the younger, like, Latinos have been used right, kind of. I don't think Carrillo's been used right ever since, like, for a while. Well, yeah, maybe not him. Andrade, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Andrade Andrade and Garza have been used perfectly. Yeah. Perfectly. So, I mean, whatever they're doing is right. So, I don't know. It's so weird. But then again, like, he's always, like, tried to – not be so sour on any Latino or, you know, any other <laughs> ethnicity that isn't black or white because he needs that other quote-unquote star pair in the Latino, uh, Puerto Rican, or whatever, you Rico- know. Uh, Ricochet. Ricochet's from Kentucky, though. But, I mean, he's not being used right. Uh, yeah, he's never, ever since he got called up to the main roster, he hasn't, he's never been used right. Also, I think he's Puerto Rican. Yeah, he looks Puerto Rican, but he's from Kentucky. Just from his just because he's from Kentucky doesn't mean he's not Puerto Rican. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying it's just I don't know why. It's just it's always so weird to me that I, when like they say from was it from Pantuca, Kentucky or some shit like that? I'm yeah. just like, are you kidding me? I got I was really confused. I'm like, what do you mean he's not from Boyle Heights? <laughs> like, like what do you mean he's not from the Bronx? No, just in the fact that he's not from Boa Heights, because that's what King, uh, King Puma was fucking, Prince Puma was built from, and I was like, he's really not from Boa Heights? Wow, you, you really had me. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, actually, Ross is a pretty small roster, now that I'm looking at it more and more. Well, yeah. Fuck. Well, they, they did get rid of, like, 20-something people. This is true. Like, you don't realize how much, like, I never realized how much, that impacts the roster until now when I'm looking at the entire roster and it's like like most of these people have been there the, with the exception of Akam, Razor. I mean Austin Theory is suspended supposedly yeah ooh you know who I listened to recently on Jericho's podcast who? fucking EC3 well really that was that? a good one. You, that, you need to listen to that. Anybody that listens to podcasts and hasn't listened to Jericho's podcast with DC3 yet was actually really good um, because they obviously talk on some of the problems that he had with um, WWE. And it's, I don't know. What? It's re- Well, I mean, he doesn't necessarily say anything that you haven't heard before mm-hmm. on how like, oh, you know. Wait, here's, here's a good one. What the fuck happened to Riddick Moss? Oh, fuck. That's right. He is on the roster. Yeah. Maybe COVID? I don't know. I, he hasn't been seen since uh, April, since uh, WrestleMania. So, probably COVID. Possible it's COVID or... Not saying we ha- he has COVID. We're saying he's staying yeah. away for COVID-related reasons. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, he basically says, like, about how... What a lot of people have said, like, how... Like, unless you have this in already or unless you're, like kind of like you have a prerequisite of Vince McMahon's like list of wants in a, in a person like it's really hard to get an ed- word in edgewise and like he touched on um remember when they called up a bunch of people from NXT for absolutely no reason like it was him Lacey Evans Heavy Machinery and Lars Sullivan I think so yeah and like oh well, it was, I was also a just- uh- it was also Gargano and... Uh, no, 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 no. That was after. Okay. So, because that one was first, and then they were supposed to be like, oh, we're going to shake things up. We're going to bring in these people from fucking NXT. 
And then, like, a couple months after, they did that random-ass shake-up, like, out of nowhere. And that's when they brought in uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black and Gargano and Champa. Yeah, and that's when they were in fucking, like, Missouri or some shit. And, like, on that Raw, like, everybody got absolutely no reaction. Like, they picked the worst time and they picked the worst crowd and they picked the worst town to do that in. But, like... um, I I remember this. If they literally would have waited one week, they would have been in Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia is a major wrestling town. But here, yeah. but I'm trying to get, I'm trying to circle back to the point of Raw, is that they try all these things to shake up like the image of Raw by bringing in more people or bringing in like this new idea with people that we don't know, instead of fixing the problem. As it, it's like when a couple is having problems and they decide to have a baby. Like, that's not going to fix the relationship. It's going to make things a lot worse. It's going to make things a lot more confusing, too. Like, when you get down right to, like, trying to figure out how you're going to solve these new problems when you haven't even solved the old problems yet. This is why I I exclusively have sex raw, so that way I don't have to. So that way, when I run into those problems, hey, baby. When you have anal, do you call it raw underground? (laughs) I, do. I don't know how I just thought of that joke. <laughs> that that I, was good. It took me almost a week. I don't know how I, I just thought of that joke. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I, I will. I, I like that one. I like that. And one. that's the show, folks. Thank you very much. For <laughs> well, we can't top that, dude. We have so uh, we have this. Oh, Donald has this. Um, this and I think chat not- for wrestling memes and stuff like yeah. that. And he sent a picture. Of what? Do you remember what that show? What it's from? I have no idea what show that. I have no idea what show that was. So it's from this Japanese, Japanese wrestling show. promotion, and apparently, this Japanese wrestling promotion has a uh, pervert Ronald McDonald character, and it looks like they were doing a battle royal of some sort. And um, and there's a steal of the Ronald McDonald in the middle, um, bent it was an over. Intergender. Wait, it was an intergender battle royal. And so it's a picture of sad pervert Ronald McDonald's bent over with um, his butt in the crotch of one male wrestler and his hand on the crotch in front of him on another male wrestler's crotch in front of him. Uh, and Donald decided to put this in a group chat and said, caption this. <laughs> Donald, what was the winning response? Oh my God. So the winning response that we got in this group chat was... When the power in your Taiwanese air and Airbnb comes back on, like I shit you not, everybody, everybody would just my my friend Martha, me, like my girlfriend, were we were all like just on the floor to protect the safety of the identity of this person. I can neither condone nor support this statement, but. Uh, literally nobody else could think of a better reply except uh, honestly my um, when she still asks where's the beef I think yeah. that's a close runner up that was, that was a close runner up too but also uh, your friend who put COVID has hit Ronald McDonald hard so 20 bucks is 20 bucks actually made me chuckle too <laughs> that made me chuckle too because that's that's pretty that's pretty fair um, that, that was pretty fl- fair I, I could like I was, <laughs> I was I was writing I'm loving it uh-huh. And then I was just like, I can't, like, that doesn't fucking top it. But I think I got more entertainment out of that picture for those five minutes than I did all of Raw. Yeah, you know what? You're 100% right. I mean, like, here's the thing. WWE and Vince are just throwing things to see if it sticks right now. And so far, it's not sticking. There are, I mean, the reaction that you see for Raw Underground has been very mixed. Retribution's debut was very, very lackluster. Yeah, uh, and, you know, the reason it's mixed, in case you don't always check Twitter, it's, like, it's a mix of, like, people thinking, like, again, this is stupid, and, like, this kind of negates the rest of your programming, uh, but the also positive are people just being, like, well, it's new. You know, and like I'll give you that. Like, it, there's not a lot of whole, there's not a whole lot of like new, fresh, or exciting going on, especially with the lack of like you know crowds. So like I kind of understand people like you know 
you know, kind of being optimistic about something like this, but I just, I personally don't see it. Like, I, you know, and I tried looking at it in an optimistic way too, but I just couldn't find anything. No. And again, like, and then again, like, you know, you, what, they have the Viking Raiders in there. They have Baba Tunda under a new name. They even have Dolph Ziggler in there. I mean, to be fair, though, so Dolph Ziggler does have a shoot fighting background to him, as well as Baba Tunda. Okay, but um, why? Okay, but we're like, okay, you should, you have three hours, and I understand they have three hours to fill, but like, yeah, why spend like you know 15, 20 minutes on this when you can actually do this as like, if you want to do this as like some weird experiment, why don't you do like a half hour or an hour of this on the network? Because. Yeah, I don't because, know why. They because have a whole not- for all 2020? Oh, yeah, that's exactly why. That's exactly why. Like, is this another way to get somebody fired for not being as strong as they thought? <laughs> <laughs> so who okay. do you think is going to be the new Bart Gunn? Ooh. Uh, I'm still going with Ziggler. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's really you can compare that right now. I, I like I tried making a joke and I was gonna be like maybe this person. Nope, like there's a, this can go this can go really badly or really really badly. That's all this can go. Okay, no los dos. Yeah. So from there, uh-huh. we had uh we had EC Dub and or sorry not EC Dub. Wow. Okay, I wish we had EC Dub. God, I wish. Oh, that would be so good. We had AEW and NXT on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Can you guess which show did better? Um, I'm going to guess AEW. AEW pulled in over 900,000 viewers over the 725,000 viewers that, that uh, NXT pulled in. Yeah, those are some really good numbers. Those are like almost pre-COVID numbers. Yeah, it's the highest number they had since the co- since pre-COVID. That's good. So it's the highest number they had since February, which is great because they're going to need all the high numbers that they can get. Because apparently, uh, TNT got rid of, or sorry, Time Warner Media got rid of TNT's president. Well, I did they get rid of him or did he step down? I don't remember. He's voluntarily stepped down. So, so yes. And they got rid of him, and they got rid of like two other people, I believe. But yeah, the the dude who who was running TNT uh, apparently didn't know that he the wrestling used to be on TNT for like twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he basically treated AEW like his baby. Yeah, he's the whole reason. So. He is the sole reason that AEW got such a lucrative deal that they got. Mm-hmm. And one of the big reasons why, you know, AEW is what it is right now. You know, he pushed really, really hard to get AEW started. And his replacement is not a big fan of the wrestling. He's not a big fan of combat sports of any yeah. sort. Uh, he ran HBO, and he's the reason why, um, bo- like, HBO doesn't really cover boxing anymore. And like that's such a weird stance to take because like I'm not gonna say that boxing was like a really big ratings grabber for HBO because it wasn't. Um, but at the same time, like you know, professional wrestling. I, and I know uh, from if you listen to uh, especially Eric Bischoff's podcast, but if you if you even look at like some numbers, um, like for some or or even articles, I shouldn't say numbers, but even articles, like for some reason people just don't like wrestling, and the wrestling still has this really like ugly like kind of like not connotation but just like it, it feels lesser to them it feels lesser to people in cable tv um whether it's because it's scripted fighting or whether because of like you know shit that wwf and wcw used to do back in the day you know they it's still professional wrestling is still kind of a dirty word and not just a Vince McMahon. and it's weird because like in this day and age you look at things like smackdown and the fox deal to be fair, um, you know, SmackDown this isn't really delivering. So that's it's, the thing. Oh, trust, trust me, trust it's, me, it's not. But 
it's under delivering if anything so they could use so it, the new president of tat could even you know use that argument against them like you know we kind of like if wwe isn't even pulling you know the you know the numbers that fox thought they'd pull for like a billion dollar deal like what is you know what is AEW going to do for us and we only get, we've only given them like a three-year extension the one thing i will say though about AEW is tnt the all the executives at tnt were only expecting about half a million viewers so they so set the bar low they said well they didn't set the bar low they just they just expectations were low yeah, the expectations were low because they knew they were going up against NXT. No, no, they didn't know they were going up against NXT. NXT was announced after. Yeah, uh, it was announced after. But once that announcement came, like they set their expectations that hey, this is probably going to be a realistic number. Mm, that's true. I would think like any bringing professional wrestling to anything would kind of like be a crapshoot. But I mean, again, like you know, the president of TNT didn't even know wrestling used to be on his channel oh so long ago. So like, I think you know, you'd have to take into account into account of people who were or who were yeah, who were like super interested to see what was gonna finally take the place of WCW nineteen years later or eighteen years later. Um. So I mean, like any older wrestling fans, we have to thank for. Ooh, for thankfully keeping um, the numbers up high, or especially getting those really high ratings on the first AEW on TNT. Um, but yeah, no, I'm. I know. Don't you love that, Derek? Um, but no, yeah, fuck. Like it's. I'm interested to see what's gonna happen. And you know what I hate, and I don't know if you saw this, but apparently. Uh, TNT is going to be moved a couple nights in the next couple weeks. Yep. Because of basketball. Yep. I mean, it's better than moving moving Raw for the fucking Westminster Dog Show, but I mean, it's still. That's always been so weird to me is that the West the West Manchester Dog Show takes presence over WWE. Sam. And so that's always where the the dog show takes. Because uh, the dog show, well, I don't, know, I don't think they even do do the dog show anymore, do they? They do. Do do they? Oh, but I don't think yeah. they air it anymore. Well, here's the thing: they do the dog show every year, and it still airs. They didn't do it this year because you know. Okay. Yeah, but I don't think they did it before. I don't want. Well, then again, I haven't really they, watched Raw consistently, but no. From what I understand, though, year. is that. But from what I understand, though, is that they get. Better advertise, better ad revenue, and better, um, motherfucking ratings because of it. Yeah. And they get much better ratings and ad revenue than they do from just a regular raw. But even that was even the case before then, though. I don't think they move it. I don't think it's even on Mondays anymore. No, it's still on Mondays. Is it? What the fuck. Yeah. It's still on Mondays. It still gets. It still gets its uh. It still gets its time slot on USA. That's so, uh, that's interesting. I didn't even know that was still relevant. It's. I'm I mean, they are. I mean, they are dogs, I guess. Um, yeah. So they had the 140th last year. And yeah, they it took place on a Monday, and it it was basically it covered raw. Well then, I didn't know that. But back to AEW though. Back to AEW uh, time slots, unfortunately. So they're going to have a. Uh, they're going to have a couple of NBA games on during the month of August. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, I think it starts this week, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, no, I thought AEW was still on. No, it's still on Wednesday. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not this week. It's the following week. It's the following week. Yeah, the following three weeks. They have AEW on Saturday and then two Thursdays, yeah? Yeah. So we'll talk about those more when they come out. But uh, what did you think of – let's cover NXT first. 
NXT? Yeah. Do you, do you have NXT results pulled up? Uh, no, because you usually watch NXT and I don't. I usually do. I, however, I did not this week. Um, I watched the highlights. I watched I mean, the highlights. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we do. We run a really great oil oil podcast machine. By oh, did we watch it? No, but we watched the highlights. You have the results of <laughs> no, but we we work a well oiled machine here. This is why we're. This is why the ti- the podcast is titled what it is titled. <laughs> because we we do good really quick what do you feel how do you feel about marty Janetti right now um oh my god i don't know what to think do you think i mean no. he's like that because his head went through a fucking window <laughs> probably uh, i mean he was pretty fucked up before then um okay but nxt i'm sorry uh i think really like I think the really, like, the big, big thing that came out of NXT was fucking McAfee. Good God, yes, Pat McAfee. Homeboy has always impressed me. I don't, like, I'm glad that, like, this is the one thing that really caught my attention. Even going back from uh, his his interview with Adam Cole, and, like, of course, it's a work. It was going to yeah. be a work because nobody just storms out of fucking interview. Well, I mean. Some people might, but not like, you know, when it's somebody who's in wrestling, you have to assume it's a work. And yeah. it seems that way. But like just everything about this is interesting because it's fresh. It's with somebody that has like a lot of charisma because Pat McAfee is is, is pretty fun. He's pretty entertaining. I've always enjoy, enjoyed him on the pre-shows for WWE. Um, and like, I just, so interesting. Um, and this could also probably lead to a Adam Cole face turn. Yeah, like, there's a lot of implications for this feud, and like, you know, what does that say about Cole's future? And what does this say? More importantly, what does it say about the Undisputed Era's future? Because I like, you know, no offense to to Red Dragon and you know Roderick Strong, but like. I don't necessarily see one of them really being a leader for the Undisputed Era. You know, it's like saying Tamatanga is a leader of the Bullet Club. Like, I mean, he's cool and everything, but, like, he doesn't have that... Well, no, to be fair, I think I was one of the people that pulled for Tamatanga being Bullet Club leader. It's like saying so Bad Luck Fale. It's like saying Bad Luck Fale is the leader of Bullet Club. I mean... Or you or Yujiro yeah. Takahashi. Or even Chase Owens. You know, it's like saying one of those three is going to be the new leader of Bullet Club. It's like I saying guess. Switchblade J is an actual leader of Bullet Club. It's like saying uh, Vincent was going to be the leader of the NWO. <laughs> it's like saying Jeff Jarrett was going to be a leader of NWO. Uh, it's like saying Scott Norton was going to be the leader of NWO. It's like saying Horace Hogan was going to be the, the leader of the NWO. It's like saying Jeff Jarrett was going to be the leader of Bullet Club. Uh, it's like saying, no, I was going to say, I was going to use the four horses. Did somebody any, forget really, to turn their phone off over there? I, I was going to say any of them could be, uh, I'm just going to ignore that. I'm just, um, by that, I mean you. It's like saying any <laughs> of the guys from Four Horsemen could be the leader, but honestly, any of them probably could have been, no. I think Tully could have been. Tully Blanchard could have been weird so much. No, Ole Anderson. Ole Anderson was a pretty good talker. I'm just talking to myself now, sorry. Let's (laughs) get back to NXT. So, NXT's opening bout was a number one contender match. It was Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai for the NXT Women's Champion. God, what the Uh, fuck happened to Ripley? I don't know. Like, she was... So... To all the people that said that beating... by, By her having... Been beaten by Charlotte Flair was going to do nothing to Rhea Ripley's star power or rise. Um, I want to say a deep, heartfelt fuck you. Yeah. Um, because we all saw this coming. Everybody saw this coming. And now she, she's been completely derailed and like neutered. All right. Well, I wouldn't say neutered, but okay. No, she's been fucking neutered. <laughs> uh, yes. Like, uh, all momentum has stopped. Any train. That was named Raya Ripley has stopped at the station and has yeah. been abandoned since WrestleMania. Yeah. She's starting to look like the abandoned subway train that's graffitied on. Oof. 
All right, I'm gonna tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I'm well. I'm pissed because she's one of my favorite wrestlers. Like she is super fucking um, talented. She, she is she, wonderful. 2019, I, she was super over. Like late 2019, from October, from October to fucking Royal Rumble, she was super over. She's always been over. You know who? Like I we watched that match that she had with Tegan, where she yeah. um. Tegan injured herself. Rhea looked the like you know, Tegan was probably gonna be be something big, but Rhea, like first off, got really lucky, but she still looked good in that match. Yeah. So anyways, if you didn't know, Dakota Kai won via sh- shenanigans from uh Robert Stonebrand with Mercedes Martinez. Mm-hmm. Um it was a fantastic match, but fucking I'm just overall like pissed of what they're doing with Rhea. It's like just yeah. what they're doing, just like what they're doing with uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Like she comes in with a lot of momentum, and then, poof. It's the same thing they did with with uh, Ruby Riot. It's the same thing they did with uh, fucking. Well, I mean, this was an NXT's fault, but but Nikki Cross with the main roster yep. is Nikki Cross. Like it's just they they know how to build a decent women's roster and they know how to make these programs good, but they can never make a lasting, you know, a lasting performer. Um, or at least have somebody that keeps, you know, that, that momentum consistently unless they want to force it. Like obviously, as we've seen with Charlotte Flair, even Becky kind of died down a little pre COVID like, yeah, you know, um, Bailey, oh. Sasha Banks, like. Here's so here's my issue. With fucking Shayna Baszler. Oh yeah, Shayna Baszler, like, like you, they fucking neutered her as soon as she went up to the main roster. You love that word, don't you? I do because it's exactly what they did. did to <laughs> fucking, but it, back to my whole thing about. Rhea it's, Ripley. Just, it's, it's just when you, you you pair women and. You know, a word that goes with genitalia. I just, I, um, <laughs> it doesn't sit well with you. It does not. <laughs> Get me more now. But here's the, so, here's the thing about Rhea Ripley. Like you, she won War Games. She won Survivor Series, back to back, back to back. Won the NXT Women's mm-hmm. Championship, and then. You know, was on this really, really hot streak high. She's going to main event WrestleMania. Quote unquote. Quote unquote. So, you know, first NXT champion to be on WrestleMania, defending the championship on WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they job her out to fucking Flair. You know, I, w- I still wouldn't call that necessarily a job. I mean, it, Rhea did look good, but. When at the end of the day, it's still a job. In hindsight, yeah, it looks more like a job. But I mean, it's still like you still could have built some momentum off that. You still could have had that that feud go a little longer, or you could even like reintroduced it for SummerSlam. Yeah, because like who like you know it's not like oh we don't do fucking WrestleMania fucking you know rematches so soon or so late. Yes, you have motherfucker. Like, Roman Reigns literally had his WWE rematch with Lesnar maybe, like, two weeks after WrestleMania. We've had multiple, like, WrestleMania rematches, like, either at the next WrestleMania or before WrestleMania. Like, you can't, like, there's no reason to not have this rematch. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, let's get on with the show because we're spending way too much time on this. Uh, So we had... Bitch, we're mad. Huh? Bitch, we're mad. (laughs) We had uh, Bronson Reed versus Shane... Thorna. Good match. I mean, yeah. Good match. I can't really say anything. Bronson Reed won. It was a good match. Oh. As he should win, he's going into uh he's going into take over 30 for that for that beautiful beautiful North American mm-hmm. Championship. Such a good belt. Yep. Uh we had Del Fantasma basically abducting Fandango. And a skit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm kind of done with the whole Santos Escobar thing. 
<laughs> like it's... it was it was it was it was funny up until like the fourth abduction. Yeah. It was just okay. Uh, let's see. After that, we had a ladder match again for a triple threat match for the North American ladder match qualifier. Damian uh-huh. Priest versus Orny Lorkin versus Ridge Holland. Uh-huh. Uh, I Orkin think. Is- Orkin is really talented. I still really like him paired with Birch. Yeah. And then Dam- and then Damian Priest and Key Punishment Martinez is also fairly talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he needs it, though. Yeah, he does. I don't think Damian Priest needs it. I think he needs it because he still needs to be built up as, like, this monster. I think if you really want to build somebody up as a monster, you have them run through the roster as much as they can. Like, I, I mean, you don't want to just go. I mean, like, obviously for us, we know what he's he's capable of because we've seen a lot of him in ROH. But like, yeah, he's still, like I, he's still fairly new to a WWE audience. I feel like I. So for me, Damian Priest is on the level where he should be going after the NXT Heavyweight Championship, whereas the US title is should be building those names. Yeah, I don't know, but as, as, you know, just counter argument. You want to? This makes the the North American title still seem very, um, not not elusive, but uh, prestigious. Yeah, I guess, and you put it like that. Yeah. So now for the, so now for the North American ladder match, we have Damian Priest, Bronson Reed, and Dexter Loomis. But that's shaping up to be a really good match. But you saw about Dexter, right? Oh yeah, he's uh, he's injured. Yep. So he's out of Takeover now. Yeah, that's right. Fuck. So they gotta make a replacement for him. It's probably gonna be Cameron Grimes. Uh, probably. Oh, I really want it to be uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Or oh, what's his other name? Fantastic. Isaiah Swerve Scott. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wait no, well, no wait. What was his his indie name? Fuck. Never mind. We'll talk about it later. But like, uh, his indie <laughs> name was good too. Um. So then we had Cameron Grimes versus Keith Lee in a non-title match. Uh-huh. Um. I don't think Grimes won. I can't remember. I uh, I mean I don't. I don't it was know. a long I'm match. Gonna, yeah, yeah, Keith Lee. Of course. Of course, Keith Lee. It was such a long match. Keith Lee is another person that I'm terrified for going to the main roster. Oh, um, yeah. 100% I'm terrified about what happens when he goes on the main roster. Um, real quick. WWE is hitting that phase again where I don't like any of their current music. Yeah. Ever since CFOs left, I just... It's been lackluster. It reminds me of when I stopped watching wrestling, you know, 2010, 2013. Like, all just all that music was horrible. And like, it's the same thing now. Like, when I heard um, Candice LeRae's and Johnny Gargano's new music, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's garbage. We, we left Love Rebel Heart for this. Like, I get it. He's heel or whatever. But still, like, you, you just change the Titantron to a heel look, and the, the fucking song still works. I mean, that's like with uh, the Monday Night Messiah thing. Like, I hate that song so much. I hate that. I hate. Just, I just hate everything. Again, a lack of creativity, and well, like that's that's an important part of a superstar to me, at least. Like, you know, you hear a music that's really identifiable with a certain performer, and that gets you excited. If you hear a song and you're not even feeling the song, like, what's to stop me from not feeling the wrestler? Yep. Anyways. Um. We had Tegan Knox versus Indy Hartwell. It was a match. Yeah. Um, it's not it was, Tegan's fault. Yeah, it's not Tegan's fault. It was. I want to say like the match is no more than five minutes. Huh. Like, it was a stupid fast match. But she she had the shiniest wizard one. It's pretty. She's my shiniest Pretty much really. it. Then for our main event, we had. The Undisputed Era, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish versus Imperium with a team of Fabian Fabian and Markel. 
Um, good fucking match. Like good fucking tag team. You put and you put any of those four people in there, and it's a wonderful match. Yeah. Imperium is another one that's never gonna work on the main roster, unfortunately. Yeah. And even now, like it's 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 a very niche niche group. It's a it's a niche like just style. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a great match that I did see. So you had you, you had uh, Pat McAfee out on commentary, and uh, Adam Cole was just getting fed up with Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up cause, costing the match, so Imperium retained the NXT championship, tag team championships. And then Pat McAfee, like, he just went loose on Adam Cole. God bless. My favorite thing. Was, somebody did. He called Adam Cole. He's like, he's his exact words, "tiny little bitch Cole." <laughs> and then it punted him. Yeah, that was awesome. I was really surprised. Yeah. Um, and then, like, so when I saw the the results for this part, because I I watched bits parts of this part, but I when I read it initially, um, because Triple H was the one that called out McAfee or something like that. Yeah. And then I thought, like, oh, we're going to have a Hunter-McAfee match? No, it was still Cole versus McAfee, but it was just interesting how they led up to it. It was. It was really, really good. Um, I mean, overall, like, just because I saw the highlights, I still thought they were great. I just, time consumption-wise, I could only hit, I could only watch the highlights. It was still a five, five out of five show for the most part. At yeah. No well, point, yeah. At no point did I feel like I was being weighed down. I'm still gonna give it a four out of five, but uh, I, it was a, it was a decent show. It was more than decent, I'll say that. So we had, and oh sorry, we had AEW, Dynamite. Of course. Man. The best part of Wednesday nights. Yeah, the best part of Wednesday nights. Wednesday night is the best night for wrestling. I'm sorry, it's just it's just. What, yeah, night. whether you're watching AEW or NXT, whatever your you know your choice is, it's it's yeah. a good night for wrestling. Yeah. Um, fucking AEW started out with a 12-man tag match, FTR, FTR and Elite versus Dark Order. Uh, the main, the main thing of this match was, uh, I forgot who it was in FTR, was it, was it, uh, Cash, Cash? I think it was, I think it was, uh, Dax Harwood, actually. Dax Harwood, yeah, tweaked his leg. And, uh, that took... Uh, It scared me at first, because I thought it was his neck. Yeah, I thought it was his neck, too. But that took them out of the match essentially, as well as uh, Hangman Page, because Hangman Page like helped take take them to the back, um, leaving it pretty much at a three on six advantage. But you know, eventually Page came back out, but it's kind of too little, too late. Uh, Dark Order defeated FTR and the Elite. It was a lot of storytelling there. I wonder how long they're gonna they're gonna use this or they're gonna do this um, this you know um, bringing up of Kenny and Hangman or just you know Ken, uh, Hangman leaving the elite altogether. Um, well, but also like I, I wonder if it's gonna be yeah not until there's a crowd or anything but like yeah it's it's weird how they're doing this but like there's still no sight of when there's gonna be an actual payoff. You know, it's like they didn't want to keep Kenny and Hangman feuding when COVID started because, you know, they wanted essentially, um, you know, a little bit more unity and happiness, I guess, in the beginning of COVID. But like, again, with no end in sight for this, like, when do you, when is, when do you end it? When's the type of table to end it? Probably all out, I guess. All out would be a good, would be a good point. Um, Who knows? We'll see. I'm looking forward to it, though. The way it's been it was a, it was a fun match. It's just yeah, it just I was just really confused as what how they're doing this hangman Kenny thing. Um, from there we had the best friend showing up in Trent's mom's car. Of course. And uh, they, except without Trent's mom, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, yep. I mean what? <laughs> it's set up. Uh, so we had Santana and Ortiz versus the best friends. The best friends went over in this match. It was a pretty good match overall. Like, I'd give it a solid B. 
anything with best friends is great for me. I know that's yeah. for sure one of the teams that's they're not essentially uh they're not they're not giving them the what I they're not doing the what I, what they're calling the McIntyre effect where they're not giving them this huge push when there's no crowd. Yep. Now, because of this, it sent Santana and Ortiz pretty furious. And you know that car was going to get destroyed. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, Sue's car was in the, caught in the crossfire. Yep. <laughs> and it led to a pretty great promo. It led to a pretty great promo between Chuck and Trent. I'm talking about, like, if you have problems with us, don't take it out on my mom's car. Oh, for real. That's just rude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was good. Um, after that, we had MJF, MJF showing off his uh, his headquarters. And yeah, then, I kind of I like uh, MJF. I like, I like what they're doing with him, the whole political thing. Yeah. It's really good. I'm, I just want this Warlow, like, switch to happen soon though uh yeah again that's another thing they're probably waiting for a crowd for or at least yeah. like a big like moment for that it was good it was overall good um the big thing that happened after this though was M- uh matt hardy did a promo and uh it brought out sammy guevara sammy guevara like basically laid out hardy and accidentally busted his head open by Hitting him with the wrong steel chair. Yeah, I thought that was a total. I thought that was on purpose. Uh, like you know, they were supposed to do that, but no, he used the wrong chair and yeah. actually, you know, made him bleed the hard way. Yeah, and Fucking like hell. he got a lot of heat backstage for it. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I don't know. I think. I I think it was an accident. Of course, accidents accidents yeah. happen. Maybe he could have like you know looked for the correct chair better. Maybe yeah. or like who knows? Maybe the chair got moved, but like. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, it's that's only between Guevara and Hardy, and you know, I'm sure Guevara did the right thing and apologized, you know, profusely to Hardy, and hopefully yeah, made it right. Sure. I'm pretty sure he did that. Um, from there, we had Cody and Matt Cardona versus Don Silver and Alex Reynolds. Oh yeah, the squash match that, that Reynolds and Silver were supposed to win, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that at BTE. <laughs> Oh man, that was good. Um, I, I think I was expecting more for a debut from Matt Cardona. Uh, yeah. Again, a lot of things just still don't work with with no crowds. Yeah. Um, even even if you have like you know your crowd there, it doesn't work with, unless there's like an actual a whole bunch of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was again. There's still a lot. You can't do, especially if you know him as Zack Ryder and not just Matt Cardona. Yep. Um, um, but it was, it was good for what it was. I'm not. I'm it not was, gonna it was good it. for. It was. It was good for what it was. Uh, I forgot what they renamed his uh, Radio Silence is the name of. Yeah, his. Radio. I like that. That was cool. I like that they named it that because he was stuck between three names for it. Mm. And the other two, like he, because I was watching his vlog, and the other two, he's just like, I don't think anybody will ever get that except the ones who watch my YouTube shows. What was it? So, um, one of them was like uh, the figurine or something like that, because you know oh. he's a huge action figure collector. And yeah, unless unless you know like his like you know what he does outside of wrestling, which yeah. is collect wrestling toys. So, yeah. And then I forgot what the other one was, but he was just like nobody's gonna recognize those unless they actually know me, know me. Yeah, that makes sense. And so Radio Silence was the one he went with. Not bad. I like it. Uh, from there we had a. Debate between Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho uh, with a mystery guest moderator who turned out to be Easy Eric, Eric Easy Eric Bischoff. That really surprised me. I was not expecting that whatsoever. And Bischoff making his uh, TNT return in twenty years. No, or yeah. yeah, twenty years. Yeah, because he stopped showing up on WCW TV in two thousand. The last time he was on WCW TV. It was only via a phone call uh, the the week before Nitro went off the air. Um, so that was interesting. That was actually really cool. And uh, apparently, you know, you don't expect to see too much of him uh, in TNA. Apparently, oh, TNA. And on TNT, on AEW, uh, apparently it was just a cameo. And, I mean, it works really well. Um, I like when they do these things 
his cameos with uh with older um you know figureheads of wrestling because uh, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, you know, AEW's obviously done it right in a few uh, in a few scenarios. WWE has also done it right too, because they kind of just leave you wanting more and seeing if they're gonna do anything else with them. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think this is a really good way of using Bischoff, especially with his platform and everything. I think everybody was hoping to see uh, this, and uh, it took maybe a little bit longer than people wanted it to. But hey, we got it within the first year of Dynamite being on TV, so I can't complain. Now, uh, Bischoff declared Cassidy the winner after uh, a really, really because Cassidy for the most part was just like meh. Whatever. So there, so there was a there was a series of five questions. The first two questions were dominated by Jericho because Cassidy doesn't talk. The third question uh, was a question on climate change, which Cassidy was really passionate about. Uh, the fourth question was uh, won by Jericho, and the fifth question was why this match is important to either of them. And Orange Cassidy basically just dominated. Jericho on this answer, which is true. He makes some good points. Uh, this match is mo- more important to Jericho than it is to Orange Cassidy because, you know, Jericho is going to be embarrassed by losing to the guy who, quote unquote, puts his hands in his pockets. Like, it, it makes all the sense of the world. Everything that they did for Orange Cassidy in this was tremendous. Um, I love this segment too. I, I honestly thought this was going to be stupid because it's. It's Jericho. I mean, not in stupid and like, oh, this is going to be, you know, like dumb, but like, this is going to be fun in a silly way. And honestly, it literally was the best thing I think I've seen this whole quarantine. Yeah. It was like, and that's, and that's, and that's including the fucking uh, buried alive match or the, what the fuck, the the graveyard match, the boneyard match. Boneyard match, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and he, and Cassidy won off the climate change question too. Even Bischoff said it. Yeah. Um, that was fantastic, and then that led into Big Swell versus Reba. Reba, 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 Reba. Uh, Reba, Reba actually kind of like if she kept up with wrestling more, um, I think she'd be pretty good. Um, of course, Swell, I who I have a big ass crush on, uh, one. Swell is a wonderful talker. I need her on the mic more. Yeah, um, I was I liked the mech match. The one thing that kind of dropped brought it down was the commentary for this match. Why so? It was, um, so you know, with with Tess, Tess had this one line commenting about how you know Rebel has over a hundred matches under her belt, and she was no stranger to in ring in the game, and it just oh. like. Because, you know, sure, she was with TNA, but people with, you know, who are new to the product, they would never know that. Uh, yeah, I see your point. I also think, but that's the thing is, like, I think they needed to give a reason why Britt Baker chose her as well. And, like, and, yeah, she has under 100 matches, but that's also why, like, she's not as good as, you know, the rest of the roster. You know, that's why. But, yeah, like... I don't know. It's just yes, me and you, the commenters, know Rebels. Uh, Rebels is a TNT knockout, but she's been presented on you know AEW as like just someone's right hand person. We paused for like ten minutes. I completely forgot we were talking about. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, uh, like but like I said, I understand that. Yeah, but again, like. I think it was just kind of give some context, but yeah, I think it just yeah. If I mean, if it didn't work for you, it didn't work for you. Yeah, that's completely that's completely fair. Um, um, our main event was our main event was John Moxie versus Darby Allen mm. for the AEW World Title. And uh, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. Uh no, I, no, Ricky Starks wasn't in it. Um, no, 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 no. But who's who's with Brian Cage? Ricky Starks, right? Yeah. Ricky Starks and Brian Cage were banned from the building, so they couldn't yeah. interfere in this uh, main in event. This yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they went. They went for a while. Moxley and, and Darby Allen went for a while. Yeah, they went for a while. It was a good match. My God. Uh, one of these days, Darby Allen, if he doesn't have to leave you know, wrestling for too many concussions, he will be a great champion. He will. 
he's going to be an amazing champion one day, and I can't wait for that day to come because he's amazing. Yeah. Um, Moxley won, obviously, but yeah. based on our conversation, but he, yeah, you know, he looked good coming into this. Um, they teased, so MJF, MJF was granted, you know, yes, he's going to have his championship match against and all whoever won whoever won this match was going to be his competitor so mm-hmm. he wanted to face obviously uh he the one who he felt that he could have more of an advantage over which is Darby yeah. Allen yeah and it it was good what was interesting was that Darby kind of took the help yeah so for a second we almost saw Darby as our new champion but no Moxley Moxley fucking did it he he, he does what he does. He fucking, you know, he beat uh, Darby Allen clean. And, you know, it was awesome. I really love I, it. I think, obviously, if circumstances were different, we'd have a lot more John Moxley showing us why he's such a great champion. But, I mean, you know, little things like this, championship matches here and there has is obviously great. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you know, less still means more, which is good. So, I, I really enjoyed this. What would you give this AEW? Uh, again, it's all around five stars. Five stars for me too. This was awesome. Do we got anything else? Uh, SmackDown was a show. Oh yeah, Retribution. We already talked about that. It's stupid. Uh, They're stupid. It's it's stupid. They're stupid. SmackDown's garbage. If I was Fox, I'd be asking for my billion dollars back. I thought, yeah. If I was Fox, I would be asking for my money back plus interest. Because Fox that was. Although, um, honestly, I'm not going to lie, I kind of like the whole Alexa Bliss, Bray Wyatt stuff, though. Did you... Did you... Uh, bah, 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 bah. You really need the light to scratch your stomach. I do. <laughs> don't worry about that. I don't judge you. Because I don't show you my stomach or scratch it in front of the camera. <laughs> Like this homeboy uh, literally stood up, scratched his stomach, and then tilted the camera so that way the light <laughs> reflected more <laughs> on his stomach, and it kept scratching. <laughs> so I was like, "What the fuck?" So the Rock is buying uh, XFL. Oh, I thought you said the Rock is buying, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> no, he's buying XFL. Yes, he has bought. He is going to buy the XFL. He's going to be uh, not majority owner, but principal owner. Uh, which uh, is that the same? I don't think that's the same thing. Uh, but yeah, he's buying the XFL, um, with, alongside his ex-wife, who is also his business partner at Seven Bucks Productions. So I don't know. Let's see what he can do with the XFL. Let's see if he can make the XFL more relevant. It's third time around than Vince McMahon has the last two times. But to be fair, Vince was kind of getting close before COVID hit. But even then, man, those stadiums are empty. Oh my god, yeah. Like, I thought COVID had already happened watching those fucking, you know, those arena shows. It's, XFL did not start off very pretty. Did not, it did not start off pretty, it did not end pretty, but hey, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a while, obviously, until we get some live sports, until people are in the crowd, but, you know, one of the biggest problems with XFL is their pricing for their games was as much as NFL games. Yeah, they're pretty fucking expensive. And but I mean, you kind of have to, but you kind of have to set those prices if you're renting out a fucking stadium. It's not like they're renting out the high school fucking you know gen, you know auditorium or whatever the high school football field. Like no, they're renting out million dollar stadiums. Of course, they're going to need to cover the costs by setting the ticket prices that high. But the problem is by setting those ticket prices that high. They, uh, you know, they kind of shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, they kind of did. I think they should, he should do what they what he used to do for like, or what he probably still does for like, you know, Raw and SmackDown when they're not sold out shows, like offer like two buy one get one on tickets and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I think that it it would make the seats fuller and probably like <laughs> make people want to buy tickets more. Yeah. You know, make it make it more worth the cost because, like, not only are you dealing with the cost of the seats, but like people are gonna want to drink and drink a lot in order to watch the XFL. 
and then food and then parking and it's just a whole fucking ordeal. Yeah. Okay, I can go down to the red light. You know what? Never mind. Um. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think that's all I got. What about you? Um, no, that's all about it. I wanted to re- do a reading of the Gettysburg Address because I could see you have stuff to do, but I mean, I guess I'm going to have to hold off until the next show. <laughs> um, what'd you say? What, you, what would you say the show was? Well, real first, let's go ahead and pimp our shit. Uh, our, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. our Twitter and our Facebook, our TNDW podcast. Uh, I am TNDW podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Yep. You can find me on... You can find me on Facebook and or sorry, you can find me on Twitter as well as Instagram at El Don Brujo. I am pending two fifty seven at Twitter. Um, um, Donald, what would you call this show? It was a fucking disaster. <laughs>